In a survey carried out last year by the Mental Health Foundation, they found that over 80% of the nation think that the, the fast pace of life and the number of things we have to do and to worry about these days is a major cause of stress and also of unhappiness and illness within our society. In fact, over half of those people said that they found it very difficult to relax or to, to switch off. And they just couldn't stop themselves thinking about things that they have to do or, or, or just nagging worries going around their head. Does this sound familiar in any way at all? It's, it's a serious problem and yet there's very little being done about it actually. So studies have shown that, that 70 to 80% of illness whether that's physical, emotional, mental illness, is strongly related to, if not directly associated with stress. Stress has been, it's been linked to all the leading causes of death, including heart disease, cancer, lung ailments, accidents, all kinds of different things. And if we thought that that was bad, then, then spare just a, a thought or two for our, our transatlantic cousins on the other side of the pond. So ironically, in a country where the, the standard of living is considered to be among the highest in the world, nearly 25% of the American population is estimated to be on antidepressants. And one in three people suffer from some kind of chronic disease, from cancer to coronary heart disease from arthritis to diabetes and i think we have to start asking the question you know are we living in a skillful way i think there's something not right in the way that we're living for these kind of illnesses to come about as a as a result from stress so why do we get stressed in the first place anyway it's for most people, it's tempting to look outside of themselves for the, the reason for why they get stressed. It might be that they blame work for stress is a very popular one. Uh, finance, perhaps being worried about finance or short of money, whether it's difficulties within a relationship. It might be stress from your family, simply lots of people together in a very small space. Especially relevant after Christmas and New Year when there's been so many people tightly packed together. It might be stress from friends, relationships with your, within your social circle. Or it might be stress from parenthood, perhaps sleepless nights starting to, to stack up a little bit. And of course, all these things play a really important part in, in leaving us feeling uh, a certain way. We may well feel a little jaded every now and again as a direct result of engaging with these things. So there's a link there for sure, but it's not necessarily quite so straightforward. Because if you just think for a moment or two where stress actually comes from, my guess is that work is not always stressful. That parenthood is not always stressful and that relationships are not always stressful. My guess is that sometimes they're difficult and sometimes they're not. That sometimes they provide challenges and at other times they're a, a real source of sort of joy and happiness for you. So this would seem to suggest that it's not the things in and of themselves that are stressful, but rather how we relate to them on any given day. That doesn't negate the importance of these things or, or the many difficult situations and life circumstances that you might be experiencing right now. But it would seem to indicate that it's the, the mind itself that's responsible for feeling stress 
rather than the situation. You might even see this in in friends or family members around you where one person seems very able to just let things go, to let them come and go, whereas others find it very, very difficult. They might get stressed very easily in just the same situation. So although we can never even hope to get rid of everything, although we can never hope to exclude all the the sources of stress in our life, we can most definitely begin to relate to it in a more skillful way by training the mind, by understanding and relating to stress in a different way. If we do this, we can at least begin to get a, a healthy perspective, to start living free from much of the pressure and tension that often comes along as standard when we're feeling very stressed. But before we look at how to do that, it's worth just taking a really quick look at at what happens in the body when we actually get stressed. Because it's easy to think that you shouldn't get stressed, but actually stress is a, a very natural human response. In fact, some would argue that certain types of stress in the form of being challenged is is actually a very good thing. But I think for most of us, the word stress has a very negative connotation and it's, it's probably something we'd like to experience a bit less of in our lives. Now, stress activates a physical system that's evolved over a very, very long time. And it's evolved to respond to immediate physical threats like being eaten by a saber-toothed tiger, perhaps. It wasn't designed to help us cope with the person in front of us at the ticket office asking for the entire train schedule for every route in the country when we've got a train to catch in one minute's time. It's designed to get us out of physical danger. But of course, as humans, we have this ability to, to think and to project imaginary situations. And so we now stimulate this response purely in our heads and with no real physical danger to us whatsoever. And if we get really used to doing this on a regular basis, then for some people, it may be a very regular basis, it can almost become habitual. It can become part of who we are and we just become stressed. There are so many different things that we can worry about. We can worry for months before making a speech, perhaps. Um, We can worry for weeks before asking someone out on a date. And we can even worry for years about how we might have been wronged or have done someone else wrong in the past. So this system was designed for sort of short-term physical emergencies, not prolonged psychological conundrums. And this this constant stress can really start to have a, a really negative impact on the body. So when it first arises, of course, it's it's the brain where it begins. And there's a part of the brain, very small, about the size of an almond, called the amygdala. And that's normally where the alarm bell first goes off. And this tends to trigger the nervous system. It lights up the, the fight or flight part of our sympathetic nervous system. And then this in turn triggers the hormonal system. So it causes a situation in which our blood is flooded with adrenaline and cortisol. And this is the cause of many of the unpleasant physical sensations you get as sort of stress washes over you. And ultimately this causes a very kind of negative loop whereby in the mind we recognize the stress that causes a greater physiological reaction which in turn the brain recognizes as 
sort of a stress response. So we get even more stressed and we get into this, this really quite destructive loop. And of course, the, the short term effects on the body are that it starts to go into a, an emergency kind of panic mode, only dealing with the things that need to be dealt with at the time, rather than looking after our long term health. So short term, this means that our, our digestion is effective, that our growth and reproductive processes are, are inhibited. So that often means a, a loss of libido for both men and women alike. It means our immune system is compromised, making us more likely to get poorly. And in fact, it can even damage the parts of the brain related to, to learning and memory. And of course, that's just the short term effects. Long term, if you're always just firefighting, then the body doesn't have a chance to, to properly repair itself. And Potentially, this can lead to all kinds of long-term illnesses, which could involve the stomach, the heart, the immune system, the hormonal system, anything at all. So what do we do about it? Well, whilst it's quite normal to want to treat the symptoms of stress, it actually makes far more sense to treat the cause of it. So if you remember that the, the chain reaction began with the brain. So if it's the brain where it begins, it's the brain that we need to train, actually, and ultimately to try and master our mind in this way. Now, scientists have found that the most or one of the most effective ways of managing stress is a very simple and easy to learn technique known as mindfulness. It's actually a really very old technique, but it's only recently that technology has enabled researchers to view what's going on in the brain when people use their mind in this way. Now, if you've not come across mindfulness before, I think the, the easiest way to think about it is of being 100% present in the here and now with whatever you're doing at the time. So just to put that in context, usually we're very distracted. We're caught up in thinking about stuff and often swept away quite easily by, by difficult, challenging emotions. So this means that, that often we have a running commentary of criticism or judgment in the mind whether that's directed towards ourselves or some other lucky individual. But with mindfulness, we learn how to focus only on what's happening in this moment, not what might happen in the future or what did happen in the past. Instead, we're present for the experience of life itself as it happens in each and every moment. It may sound like a very ordinary thing, but it's actually quite extraordinary because we spend so little time in the present moment and that's one of the major reasons we get so stressed out the whole time if you think about it have you ever been stressed when you weren't thinking about something of course not so if you can find a way to step back from thought or at least to engage with it in a different way when it arises in the mind then we no longer have to allow stress to control life we no longer have to be at the mercy of external circumstances. Instead, we can become confident in our ability to live with a, a real sense of ease and happy contentment, no matter how difficult our life becomes. Now, I guess it goes without saying that this kind of change doesn't happen overnight. But interestingly, much of the research is showing results far, far quicker than most people might expect. And these are measurable effects, not just how somebody says they're feeling 
as important as that is, of course, but actually measuring the tangible effects of this training. In fact, here at Headspace at the moment, we're currently working with University College of London on a, a scientific study to, to measure stress reduction in the workplace with, with three multinational organisations, measuring cortisol levels, blood pressure, among many other things. So it's possible to actually measure this on a, a scientific, on a, on a tangible level and not just relying on sub, subjective or anecdotal feedback. Now, of course, mindfulness can help us to regulate the stress response in a, in a number of different ways. So, in fact, there was some research from Stanford just recently that showed that after just eight weeks of mindfulness training, people were able to turn down the reactivity in the, the part of the brain which is associated with us managing our emotions. And in fact, over at Harvard, they looked at actually the, the physical structure of the part of the brain, that same part, the amygdala, the one that sounds the alarm for stress. And after just eight weeks of training in mindfulness, of, of training in meditation, they found that it had physically reduced the number of neurons in the amygdala and had actually increased the number of neurons in areas which help turn down the reactivity of that same part of the brain, of the amygdala. So I guess it's no surprise that neuroscientists are finding that psychological reports of people feeling more emotionally balanced and resilient are directly correlated with physical changes in the structure of the brain. It's nonetheless pretty amazing, I think, to think that our brains are so plastic and malleable like this, that they're capable of changing, of rewiring themselves to experience less stress. So while the idea of taking 10, 15, 20 minutes out of your day just to sit there and to allow the mind come to a place of, of rest and ease, although it might sound a bit alien at first, it's surprising how quickly you can get used to it. And as these different experiments, these different scientific studies show, it's amazing just how quickly you can start to see some really, really beneficial results. So do make 2012 the year when you resolve to get less stressed, to get less worried, less frustrated, angry, impatient, whatever it might be, to make it the year that you discover a greater sense of calm and clarity and in which, most importantly, you can move towards a greater sense of happy contentment in your life.